Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday so far. If you'd like to email me, you could easily do that by emailing me Tuttle. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I'd like to hear what you're up to, what you're going through, questions or comments. Send anything to me. I try to reply to every single person that emails me. But I want to get right into this. I want to tell you guys, and I I got to thank you because last week I talked about how you guys were practicing social distancing when it came to sharing this podcast and telling people about this podcast. My content that I'm putting out, you guys have stepped up to the pump and I cannot thank you enough. I mean, what you guys have done for me just at the beginning of this podcast, because I've only been doing this for a couple of months, guys, and I got to thank you because this has been able to grow faster than I ever could have thought it would have. It's amazing, you know, because I'm not on the radio anymore to be able to promote the content that I'm putting out away from the airwaves. And you guys are word of mouth because this is the only way my content is going to grow is that you guys, my supporters, and yes, that's what I call you, my supporters. You're not fans. You're not listeners because you are just as important as me, the guy that is doing the show every single day. You guys are just as important. And I've described this. I told you the reason I call you supporters and and I grabbed this because I went to the United Kingdom. I went and watched a whole, a shit pile full of soccer matches. And what I saw, the way that these soccer teams supported the people that support them, they treat the people that are fans of theirs as being just as important as anything else, as the star striker on the squad. They treat them like that. And that's how I want to treat you guys because you are helping my content grow exponentially. It is growing faster than I ever could imagine. And it's all because of you. You're liking what I'm doing. You guys are are fans of mine. You want to see me grow. You want more people. You want to turn that on because, you know, in society right now with all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we want to be able to tell people what we're watching, what we're liking. We like to be able to turn other people onto things we like. And that's the society that we're living in. And I got to thank you guys, man, like I'll never be able to repay you for what you guys have done for me so far. Because yesterday I looked at my stats and I've talked about this. The first thing I do every single morning when I wake up is check my hosting website to see what my stats were. And by far, by far, not even close people, yesterday was by far the biggest day of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, and that's all thanks to you. I, I, I know that it seems like I'm I'm tonguing your asshole right now. I'm eating your ass. I'm just going to be honest. My superpowers being honest, I'll eat your ass. 
I will eat your ass. And appreciation and gratitude. I am getting in there deep. I'm spreading the fucking anus down to the pink. And I'm just... That's my tongue. Like rubbing the circular motions around your anus right now. Because you guys have helped me grow. And you know what, guys? I do this because I like doing it. If nobody was listening, I I would still keep doing it. But what you guys have shown me by, by downloading this and sharing it, you've shown me that you're liking what I'm doing. And and that helps out with my confidence. I've talked about this before. You guys listening and liking what I'm do gives me confidence to to put on better content for you. And that that's the whole name of the game. I'm trying to deliver the best content to entertain you while we're going through this tough time with this pandemic. And, and if I can help you get your minds off of how shitty things are right now, then I'm doing my job. So I just want to thank you. I want to say thank you so much for everybody that listens and downloads and shares this podcast. I I really, I can't thank you enough. Huddle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. Play in live poker games on your mobile device, play in tournaments at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. They doubled the first deposit bonus. There's a daily $1,000 free roll and a $50,000 nightly tournament. It's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411507. That's 411507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. All right, it's that time of the week again where I'm going to be speaking and we have our weekly conversation with the Tuttle Daily Podcast's new new intern, one of my first interns. And, and I'm happy, like I'm excited. It makes me feel like a true radio broadcaster that I actually have my first intern. And Hannah has been knocking it out of the goddamn park by far. Like she's taking the bull by its horns and doing stuff without me asking her. And even coming up in this week, she gave me notes. She gave me things she might want to talk about on this week's conversation with her on the podcast. So I'm going to catch up with Hannah. I'm going to stop blabbing off and running my mouth. What's up, Hannah? How are you? I'm good. I'm doing pretty well. So how are things right now in Canada? You're in Alberta, Canada. I am all the way down here in Central Florida near Daytona Beach. And it's kind of hot. It's close to almost 90. What is the weather like right now in Alberta, Canada? Uh, so right now in Alberta, I'm in Central Alberta. I'm in the Red Deer area. And uh, it's just starting to come on spring. So we're starting to get into the pluses, you know, like plus 15, plus 17. So you see yeah, everybody. But you guys have that goddamn metric system up there though you know yeah you guys, yeah we do you you have your your different types of measurement and i didn't completely understand how that all worked out until i went to the united kingdom when i was married i, I i'm a big soccer fan is soccer big up in canada uh no not really it's mostly no. hockey or football oh yeah hockey and football but i mean you guys have got two professional soccer teams in canada though so yeah. i mean it, it must be somewhat but it, it's it's a now football like nfl football you guys have got the Canadian Football League up there. Mm-hmm. So now, so, but yeah, so how I understand it between how we measure temperature to how you guys measure temperature, freezing is zero for you guys, right? Like freezing yeah. is zero, right? Yep. Okay, so I am correct. So, so that means freezing, your, your, your zero is our 32. So that means we're, we already have a 32 plus kicker on our end. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if, if you're trying to figure out the temperature, you just pretty much go by 32 degrees and you got it. 
All right. I don't mean to bore you. I know you're young and talking weather and temperature is probably boring the piss out of you. What I wanted to talk to you about this week, and you sent me the notes, and, and I want to I wanna know the differences, okay? Because I think where I grew up at here in Central Florida is not completely different than Canada. Because I feel like there are like rednecks, there are hillbillies, not hillbillies, but like just you know, the you, the country folk in Canada. Am I true by saying that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone in Alberta has a little bit of a redneck in them. But, I mean, do you guys call them rednecks, though? No, not really. Uh, well, I mean, what, do, what, what is the phrase? What, I mean, what is the term you guys call those type of people in Canada? Well, I mean, I guess we could call them rednecks, but, I yeah. mean, we don't really have a general term for oh, it. You unless don't. you're, like, okay. way out in the way out in the bush doing your own thing and you're kind of secluded from everyone and you drive your 92 Chevys and, you know, you go hunting all the time, that that would be kind of a redneck. Oh, so you guys, I was correct. You guys do kind of have the redneck culture up there in Canada. Now, let and just your own personal preferences, uh, let, let's reset this for people that maybe not listened to last week's show. We talked to Hannah. Hannah is my newest intern on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. She is 22. You're about to be. I. You're closer to 22 than 21, right? Uh, my birthday is in December, so I'm I, in the middle. Yeah, you're in the middle. So I'm going to say you're 22, okay? So right. if she's 22. She is our intern. She is a, a cool, very attractive young female. And I want to hear your preferences. So we're talking about the type of people there. What I and I know we discussed this last week, but what are you drawn to? What are you attracted to? What type of guy are you attracted to? Um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm attracted to the type of guy that definitely likes to have their shit together and has a lifelong goal. Yeah. Uh, I don't like guys who just like to party all the time. I've definitely been through that phase of my life and it's just been absolute shit. Well, now let me ask you though. Now we were talking before we started recording and you just said that you recently broke up with your boyfriend, right? Now, was this a long-term relationship that you had been in or is it kind of like one of those things? It wasn't long enough, so it's not a big skin off my ass. Um, No, it's not a big skin off my ass. It was coming up a year, but we were on and off due to like, I don't know, I guess he had some issues of his own and I just wasn't tolerating his shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, give me an idea. Like, so, so you really, you, you're going for the guys that have their shit together. Okay. You're giving me what their outlook is, but we're all animals. Okay. We're all animals. And, and yes, you don't want to be superficial, but what type of guy? What are you attracted to when it comes to looks, when it comes to a guy? Are you uh, what, wanting that rugged type guy, you know, beard, facial hair, or are you into maybe the type of nerdy guy, emo type guy? Like, what are you into? Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm like, I if we're basing it off of looks, I really like guys who, who you know, have the badass look to them, have the tattoos and, you know, the piercings and uh, have oh. the <laughs> kind of vibe going on. Every girl likes that badass. And that's what yeah, oh, of course, of course. And and that's, that's what is so confusing for men, you know, is like, what do they they want you know girls say you know because i mean let's just go off of what you said so far okay you're wanting the guy that has their shit together you you've already said that right you said you want the guy that knows what he wants he has goals and and that's he knows what he wants you've said that right you've already yeah. said all right but on the other hand when it comes to looks you want 
you know, you want the bad boy. You want the guy that's rough and tough and has got the tattoos and everything like that. And you've got to understand from a guy's viewpoint, that's a little confusing for the opposite set. No, of course it is. You're never going to get the best of both worlds, I don't think. So then what are guys like, like, you know, the best thing I could give you uh, that, that I could get from this conversation that we're having right now is if you had advice for a guy and he's wanting to impress you. How does he do it? Um, I would just say don't try and be an asshole and present yourself in, in a nice manner. Otherwise, I'm never going to give you my time of day. And honestly, just have your shit together. You don't need to even look the part. Just like have a good personality and be uplifting is like the most satisfying thing ever for somebody. But I mean, I now I mean, you got tattoos, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you got some tattoos on your arm and, and it looks like you might be going for like a full sleeve almost. Like, I mean, how many tattoos do you have? Um, right now I have about six and I'm, I, I want to be covered by the time I'm, I'm 25. Are you for real? Yeah, I want to be covered. I, uh, I actually want to be a tattoo model eventually. Um, so what got me interested into tattoos was basically just being able to express myself. So when people look at me, they see my tattoos and I like to have a story behind every tattoo I get. And I also like that badass look that it gives me because not a lot of people take me seriously because I'm just a small little girl. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't consider. I mean, yeah, you are smallish frame, but you have a big attitude. And I, I think that makes up for a lot of it. So now well, you had sent me some notes. And one of the things I want to talk about is the difference. Like, what is dating life up in Alberta, Canada like? Like, <laughs> what is it like for a guy? Like, do guys use cheesy pickup lines on you? Like, to to break the ice like how do you meet a lot of the guys that you've dated um i guess meeting a lot of the guys that i've dated in in the past would probably be like from parties or from the bar because that's that's how they like to kind of present themselves sometimes it depends the age group you're looking for and it depends how they were kind of raised but a lot of the guys here in alberta are very oil field orientated so they're weekend millionaires basically so they have all this money they blow all their money and that's how they like to present themselves is just like i have all this money i can give you all this stuff i have all these tattoos i'm gonna shove drinks in your face i'm gonna shove drugs in your face and this is how it's gonna be and we're gonna base a relationship off of that yeah, but I mean now, now like, all right. So you're you're about to turn 22. Have you in your, you know, because you're really, really still young. Have you ever been in love? Um, I would say so. Yeah, I've I've definitely found it. It's it's very rare. Obviously, I don't love every person I date. Um, but there is a few people in my life that I absolutely would do anything for, no matter how much they've you know, fucked me over anything in the past, I would still be there for them. Yeah. So at 22, I mean, now, I mean, so you've had relationships with these guys. I mean, what was the deal breaker with you guys? Like, why didn't it work out? Um, so in some cases, the deal breaker was them like stealing my truck, <laughs> stealing my money. Really? Yeah. Um, Another deal breaker is, you know, like they try and hide doing drugs from me or, the, you know, they just prioritize partying over trying to be an adult and living that adult life. Wow. I mean, well, I mean, that's interesting, though. It seems like you 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 know what you want and and you'd rather have somebody that has their shit together. Now, where do you think you get that from, though? Because most people your age are interested in stuff like that. Like what what where do you think you get that from? Like just 
from from past experiences people you know like why um I would say I get that from mostly like past experiences but also the way I was raised because my dad like you know he likes to drink and he likes to party but he still wakes up every day and he still goes to work and he still prioritizes what he wants and his future goals so I like seeing that in somebody that makes me sound like I have massive daddy issues (laughs) no 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 you don't you don't though because I I gotta tell you like I grew up in in that same type of of family like environment because my dad he was an iron worker you know did construction welded did did all that but he also fucking partied but you want to know what he never missed a day of work he fucking got up even though he might have been partying and only got like four or five hours sleep he still rolled his ass out of bed to make the money. So I, I, I see what you're coming, uh, where you're coming from, because I, I mean, that was the environment that I grew up in. So now, all right. So now the difference between guys. So up in up in Alberta, we we've talked about this. So now you're you're saying drugs and stuff like, and and we touched on this a little bit last week. What what kind of drugs? Like what if you had to rank the top three drugs in Canada? that the younger people are doing what what are the drugs um i would say first one would be cocaine cocaine is like really thing especially here in alberta during the patch everyone's just doing like cocaine everyone loves it it's it's like cocaine and cheese i don't know why what is the patch where you said the patch oh like just just oil field like rough neck okay all right all right right. because when you i i'm just trying to so people can understand what you're saying the way of what you meant by patch. So now, so cocaine. So what is the, if you, what, what are some of the other ones? Uh, so I guess another one would be, I mean, you see a lot of people smoking meth because oh, cocaine yeah. just meth, doesn't meth. do it for them anymore. And then another one would be pot. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, pot's legal up there, right? I mean, it's oh, recreational, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is recreational, but some job sites just don't tolerate it. But a lot of yeah. guys don't. They don't really give a fuck. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. So like uppers, uppers are a big thing up in in Canada, you know, oh, yeah. here in Florida, here in Florida, we're, we're kind of weird. We're like big on meth. Meth is like huge in Florida. But I mean, pain pills, the downers are the big thing in Florida as well, too. People, people are doing the fucking oxys. The oxys are a big thing here in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, the pain pills are like it's it's out of control here in Florida. Yeah, so so that's that's one of the. I mean, it's gotten better. I mean, a couple of years ago, it was really really bad. So um, now I got to talk to you. Okay, you've been doing amazingly. Like you have been knocking it out of the park when it comes to being the first intern on the Tuttle Daily podcast. But I went back and looked at your social media page that you had created like i told you to and you haven't it's been six days it's been six days since you have posted anything at all and i told you you gotta feed the beast these guys the male demographic that listen to this show they want to know about hannah and you're not giving them anything i i'm not bitching or yelling or anything like that i'm just trying to you know, guide you and tell you what people are going to like, because people want to know you. 
Oh, come on. Now I feel like I, I've, I've, I've pissed you off. No, no, no. So. You definitely, you definitely haven't pissed me off. It's just like, I've been going through this. I know. I know. So I now know. that I'm settled and I'm getting my shit together, it's going to be a lot easier to post stuff. I haven't had Wi-Fi. I haven't had any data. I've just been trying to like make my life as easy as possible for the last six days. But I definitely don't mind posting more stuff for, for the viewers and whatever for them to see. Um, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll go out today and I'll take some pictures and I'll give them a little blurb on how, you know, everything's going to go for the next podcast. I'm pretty yeah. excited. I'm going to do that today. Well, just, just anything, a picture or just a quote or anything. People want to hear from you. If yeah. people want to check you out, where can they find you at? Like, where can they find you on Twitter? Okay, so on Twitter, my Twitter is from Hannah. So it's yeah. at sign from Hannah. And you can see my posts on upcoming podcasts. Yeah, and then and, my Instagram- and you're also on Instagram as well, too, right? Yeah, yeah. My Instagram is underscore Hannah from Canada underscore. Mm-hmm. And did you create a Facebook yet or no? I forget. I no, I don't think Facebook you did. Yet, no. Okay, well, we'll work on that. Well, listen, Hannah, you're doing an amazing job. I really, really appreciate all the hard work you're doing for this show. And uh, do you have any closing words, anything you want to say to the people? Uh, I guess just closing words would be like, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for listening to all the bullshit I go through. <laughs> The preceding commercial uses spokespeople who are not spokespeople, but actual people who are spokespeople crazy. This is the weekly submission from the one and only Charlie Alamo. Follow him. He's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just follow CCA Productions. That is CCA Productions. So have at it, Charlie. This is his bit of the week. Tweaky Mendes here for McGuire's Bullets. COVID-19 doesn't have to keep you down. Quite frankly, it can actually uplift you a bit. How is that? Right now, you can legally, lawfully, shoot somebody. That's right. You can shoot anybody that comes onto your property. I've wanted this for years, and now we can do it. Now, you guys are thinking that Charlie's being extreme when it comes to this bit, but let's be honest. We all know those people that are looking for a reason to shoot somebody. They are looking for any excuse to say they had a clean shoot. They want to shoot somebody, and that is... If anybody comes to their house that's unwanted, that maybe or may not spread the coronavirus to them, that is a clean shoot because they are carrying, they could potentially be carrying a deadly weapon. So if you come sniffing up on my property, best believe me, I'm going to blow your tits clean off. What am I going to use to do it? McGuire's bullets. McGuire's bullets aim for the skull. Now, Charlie, don't take this the wrong way. Maybe this is a regional type joke, but I'm trying to figure out the significance of McGuire bullets. What is McGuire bullets? I, 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 maybe I'm missing it. Maybe it's going right over my head, but I'm still trying to figure out the connection. What is McGuire's bullets? Harry Tyler for McGuire's bullets. Hi, folks. Please, contrary to what Mr. Sweet T. Mendez says, you can't shoot somebody during COVID-19 and get away with it. You're gonna go to jail, okay? And if you're gonna do it, God forbid, use the other people's brands, not ours. We've got lawsuits now. Up, and though you would think they would go away with COVID, they're not. So please, use the other brand. But by ours, we still deliver. McGuire's bullets, they still deliver. Okay, Charlie, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a great. This one was better produced than the previous one you did. The, the production value of this bid was brilliant. You knocked it out of the park with this one. Now, I will say this. Maybe, maybe it's a regional thing. Like I said, you know, this could, this joke, McGuire's bullets could 
could kill in Montana, in the Northwest of the United States of America. This joke could kill. And if I was syndicated up there, that would work. So maybe you being on my show might, you know, bring some people into my show and start listening. So if you can do that, if you can bring people in your area that can get that joke, I'd love to have them. And you're more than welcome to make regional jokes like you are with McGuire's Bullets. I'm going to call you, Charlie, because I got to I, I gotta get behind it. I got to know, if, am, am I missing something about McGuire's Bullets? Because it is fucking driving me crazy. No, nah, you know, I probably shouldn't even be thinking about this, not during this uh, goddamn Corona quarantine and whatever y'all want to call it. But so as you probably all know, I go and get a lot of audio from world star hip hop. I, as a white man, I like going to world star hip hop, getting the other side of the story, finding out how other cultures live. And I, I, I find that on world star hip hop and, and I go there a lot and I came across this audio and, and it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Maybe, maybe me being a white person, I don't know if this is true or not. So I want to get your opinion. You can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. I'd like to get your opinion. I even I'm I'm even gonna talk to Hannah next week about this, but this gentleman says he claims this African American gentleman claims that women that know how to dance. They have bad vaginas. They got bad pussies, as he likes to say. So I, I think that means that women that are good at dancing are bad in bed. They're not good when it comes to sex. And I think what he's trying to say is that the women that are more laid back and, and don't dance are the ones that are good in bed. I want to hear from you. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Some of y'all might get mad at me ladies when I say it, but I, I listen. I'm motherfucking, this is what I believe. Women who don't know how to dance have the best pussy. I, so y'all get mad. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm telling you now. Now, I could be off basis, but the way he's delivering this information to people is that he's nervous. He's like an African-American spy that is delivering some, some really important information to the other side right now. And he's not sure if he should be telling us this or not. That's how he sounds right now when he's telling us this information about who has bad pussy and who doesn't have bad pussy uh, when it comes to dancing. And, and I just find it funny because he he's just really, really nervous and just sounds like he's not sure about if he should be giving out this information or not. Women who don't know how to dance, they just have the best pussy. The, the ones that motherfucking know how to twerk and all that all that old ass clapping and all that pussy be me. It be me. <laughs> Wait, is this gentleman comparing his vagina, his women, his pussy to marijuana, he called it. He said, he is quoted by saying, it is nothing but mid, like mid-grade weed. Motherfucking women who don't know how to dance. <laughs> Motherfucking A1s and day one, I'm telling you. Right? Yeah. So, so y'all, so I'm, I'm lying? <laughs> Let's motherfucking debate it. Women who don't know how to dance have the best pussy. Let's motherfucking debate it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, let's debate it. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, or you can tweet at me, 
at Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E. You can also find me, Tuttle, on Facebook, Tuttle on Instagram. I want to hear, is this guy right? Is he true? Is he being honest by saying that women that don't know how to dance have the best pussy, that have the best vagina when it comes to having sex? I want to hear from you, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. So if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you heard me. I talked about this. I've been telling you guys about my cat, my childhood cat. Well, I mean, not even my childhood cat. Well, you know, your your whole timeline gets screwed up as the older you get. So that's why I said my childhood cat, but it wasn't. It was in my late 20s that we discovered this cat, the cat that I talked about, the cat that I was looking for, this cat. When my parents still lived in DeLeon Springs, they still lived in my hometown in DeLeon Springs. My mom was just getting over chemo. She was in remission. She beat cancer for the third time in her life. She beat cancer. And this cat, this cat came out of nowhere. My parents, we owned, we owned 20 acres in DeLeon Springs next to Bob Lee's airport right there near Lake 11. All you guys that went to Pearson or Volusia County or lived in DeLeon Springs, you all know what Lake 11 is. We lived right there by Lake 11. So what I'm trying to say is this cat, this cat came up, was a stray cat, came in pregnant. She had her kittens and the kittens, uh, she had, I don't know, maybe four or six. And, and my mom, she was like, oh, we're not going to have a cat around the house. That's just going to be, you know, popping out kittens left and right. So my mom ended up getting the cat spayed, got her fixed. So we didn't have to worry about her having kittens all the time. And my mom, she called her cooney, called her coon, like raccoon. It's not a racist term, people. So, you know, get your head out of the gutter. My mom called her Coon, Raccoon, Cooney. Cooney was her name. She had markings around her eyes that looked like a raccoon. So that's why my mom called her Coon, Cooney. That was her name. Then about a couple of years later, maybe two or three, my mom and dad decided to move over to Oak Hill in south or no southeast Volusia County on the complete opposite end because where we were, that was northwest. So my parents went southeast on the whole deal to move somewhere. So they moved to Oak Hill. They bring the cat here. The cat has a very, very long life, almost 10 years because my parents have been here for that long. So the cat's been here. And, and, you know, like I said, I've said on past podcasts, I am not a cat fan. I'm not the biggest cat fan. I've always been a dog person, but let's be honest. Okay. What are pets to us? We do it. We, we, we adopt pets. We take care of pets. We take pets into our home and take care of. But why do we do it? Why do we do it as people? Because I look at pets, even though pets give us so much stuff, they give us compassion. They give us love. They have unconditional love, especially dogs. Dogs love you no matter what, and unless you beat the shit out of it all the time. But what I'm saying is cats, they are here. They 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 are domesticated. And why do we do that? Why do we take on these pets? Because our life, our lifespan, our life expectancy goes way further than them. And we know when you automatically know when you get a pet, 
I didn't know this when I was younger that I that I got my childhood dog Lewis. I got my childhood dog Lewis when I was maybe 11 or 12. And at that time, all I could care about, oh my God, I got a dog. I finally got a dog. The dog, it's my best friend. I took care of it. But guess what? What pets are? Pets. Yes, they give us love and, and they give us unconditional love. But the way that I look at pets, we take them in. But why do we do that? It, it's just kind of suffering on our own part. We're putting ourselves through suffering because of pets, because pets are going to die when you buy them. You know that pets are going to die. So it basically reminds you of your own mortality. And that's that's what pets are. Pets. Every time you get a pet at the beginning, you don't think about it. But at the end, at the very end, you have to bury that pet. You have to explain to your kids, if you have kids, what happened to the pet. You know, a lot of pets, they teach parents. Parents are able to teach their kids about what death means. And I know I listen, guys, I'm not trying to get morbid with this whole situation. I'm not. I'm not trying to get morbid, but it's the truth. And last night on last night's podcast, you guys heard me. I was looking for my cat. You know, I talked about it. I took her to the vet. They gave her an IV bag. She she bounced back. She started eating. She started drinking water like she wasn't before. And and I got another four weeks. The cat, the cat lasted another four weeks, a month. And now, and and I feel bad about it because I was sleeping on the pullout bed, the pullout, uh, you know, the pullout bed that comes out of the couch. That's what I, I pulled out. And and the cat would sleep on the bed because she was not feeling good. I would pick her up. I would put her on the bed every single night. And and the other morning she got up, got on the floor, went over and got a little bit to drink and and I've not heard her meow. I she hasn't made a sound in weeks. And she meowed like one of those last like last hurrahs, you know, if I had to compare it to like Braveheart, Mel Gibson yelling freedom after he had his guts and he's already been, you know, quartered in front of uh, the, the, the king at that point. So the cat let out that last meow, letting me know I, I thought she needed to go outside and go to the bathroom. And I let her out and went back to bed. And that was the last time I saw Coon. That was the last time I saw her, and I, I've been trying to find her. I've been trying to find her. So, I, I mean, I, I know it's stupid. I just wanted to have a body or something that I, that I could wrap up in a towel or a cloth, put it in a shoebox, and bury. I know it sounds stupid. It, it's just a pet. But I'm just kind of bummed out that I can't find the goddamn cat. I've been looking for a couple of days. And and the cat was so weak that it couldn't have gone that far away from our trailer. So she's got to be somewhere around here. And, and I've tried to find her. I've looked everywhere. And I just can't find her. And I'll leave you with this. And this is not a made-up story. This is not a story that I'm making up as a racist type joke just to make you guys laugh after I'm telling you a kind of sort of depressive story. Now, this story is the absolute truth. So where we live at here at the Hobo Fish Camp, I call it the Hobo Fish Camp, that we can't get cable. We can't get cable. So if you want to get anything than the over-the-air channels, you got to get satellite. So we had the satellite guy come and set up the satellite for the first time. 
And it was, it was, you know, late winter, you know, going into spring. So it wasn't that hot, but it wasn't that cool either. But it was enough that my mom could leave the windows open. This is the time that my dad was still working. Okay. So the, the, the satellite guy comes into the trailer and he happened to be an, an African-American gentleman. Very, very nice. My mom and dad. Yes, they're from the South, but they are the furthest thing from being racist. They're, they're, they're not even close to being racist. My dad, uh, pretty much has the, the, the opinion that whatever you do in your own life, as long as it's not affecting me, I don't care. So my dad is not that type of guy, even though he is a Trump supporter, a Republican. He wasn't always a Republican. He was a Democrat at one time. So, but what I'm trying to say is that my dad, and mom are not that type of people. So the the guy, the satellite guy came in, was setting up. He already had the dish up. He already had the pole set up. He already had the wires running in underneath the RV, up through the floor panel, into the back of the TV, and already had it set up. He was almost done. And the door was open. Like I said, on that day, it wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. But it was it was the type of weather where you leave the windows and the door open. So the guy is working on it. My mom is doing dishes because my mom cooks food for my dad when he goes to work every single day. So there's always some type of dirty dishes in the sink. My mom was taking care of that at that time. So my mom is washing dishes. The African-American gentleman, the satellite technician, is setting up the TV. He's already got the box out. Because like I said, he had the wires running out underneath the trailer, up through the back end, towards the TV. So you didn't see the wires. A good technician always makes it where you can't see the wires. So the guy is getting the box. So he's almost done. And the cat, our cat, the cat. And this is coming in full circle, you know, because I like to take things in full circle. I also like to segue. I, I, there's nothing better than a good segue going from one topic to another. But my mom saw the cat come in and yelled at the cat because the cat was not supposed to be inside. She was pooping in the house a lot. My mom was kind of mad at her at the time and yelled at her. Coon, what are you doing in the house? Get out. So let me repeat that. She yelled, Coon. What are you doing in the house? Get out. Now, if you remember, guys, my mom has an African-American satellite technician working on the box. My mom, to say the least, was embarrassed and immediately explained to the technician, the guy, what she was doing. Because my mom did not want him to think she was being racist. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the greatest stories that I remember about Cooney the cat that I've been looking for. So what I'm saying in closing is, yes, pets are one of the greatest gifts that God, if you believe in God, has given us. You know, that unconditional love as pets. But just know, pets, they are just a reminder of your own mortality. And that's about it. Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to leave you on a bad note. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Check me out. Tuttle.net. Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. Check out my video page. 
TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E-TV.com. That'll take you right to my YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell button. You'll be alerted anytime I go live or upload any new content. All my content is free, but if you'd like to donate to the cause, you can easily do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And if you if, if you can't donate, if you can't donate financially, just help spread the word. Let people know. You can you can check out my content on YouTube or my daily podcast, which is available on iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, Spotify, as well as the TuneIn Radio app, and now on 315Live.com, thanks to Matt Mazur. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA Productions. Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast.